stress and anxiety, I feel like, get a really, uh, I don't know, bad rap, or they don't get addressed fully in Christian circles very well. Yeah, I think we have a, a limited understanding if we're not psychologists or we're not counselors. Um, I know I have a friend who is a counselor and, and who has illuminated those terms for me uh, in depth, and I think we definitely throw them around too frivolously mm. and without regard. Right, and we deal with those who who not intentionally struggle with this Sorry, stuff, yeah, and we tend to feel like, oh, if I'm if I'm feeling anxiety, then it's somehow rooted in uh, it should just be fixed. If I read the right Bible verse or if I if I hear the right truth, it should just be fixed. Right, and I think there's some truth in that, but there's also some room for uh, understanding greater uh, to a greater degree what's happening. Does that yeah. does that do it justice? Yeah, I I mean, I think that the point of counseling, I don't want to bury the lead here. Well, you know what? We'll just see you on the other side, and then I'll jump into that. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Does that yeah. make sense? Just kind of those. Yeah, I, I think I, we I struggle just... with this because it's some one of those things that until you've experienced it, uh, it's really hard to relate to. Well, it. there's varying degrees. And there's varying degrees, and we'll talk to that in a mm-hmm. little bit here. Um, I, I've also, I've struggled with this because, you know, the, the history of mental health mm-hmm. is so recent. Um, like there's not a lot of historical, like pre, well, pe- prior to the 19th, it was 20th misunderstood. century. Yeah. It was misunderstood. Well, nobody's Mislabeled, talking about misidentified. it. Like, we don't have right. this, we don't have this canon of, of information or even this diction of words that have been used, uh, in a timeless way. Cause right. like a word. Like the Bible does mention anxiety, cast your anxieties, mm-hmm. uh, but you won't see uh, in the Bible some uh, a kind of a therapy session unfolding in the Bible, right. right? Where someone's dealing with, and so I struggle with it because I just don't know how to place it a lot of times uh, in the scriptural context, right? And therefore I don't, I and so we have to view anxiety more generally and uh, and fear and those sorts of things kind of together, and then. Uh, I don't know. It's it's tricky. See, see why it's tricky. <laughs> it feels tricky to yeah, me. Yeah, but I think like the Holy Spirit is our counselor. So then I'm like, well, yeah, it doesn't have a modern day counseling session. But are there thing? Are there ways that Jesus was counseling people, right, and asking them quite and how he asked questions, what he asked, how he led them, yes and to no, understand beliefs and or challenged beliefs, right? And so, right. So I think of, I mean, the woman at the well, right. Uh, and Jesus is basically reading her mail mm-hmm. and saying, you know, you have all these husbands and, you, and you know, you keep trying to find, uh, you know, what you want. But really, you need to drink this. I'm giving you living water. Right. And so he was kind of, in a sense, uh, I'm going I'm to use the word dredging up. I don't think that was his motive. He wasn't trying to throw it in her face just to throw it in her face. He was trying to show her something that he was the only source right. of satisfaction, of salvation, mm. um, especially for this, this woman. So. So he's, and teaching, that's why he's looking at her past and looking at some of her choices, some of her decisions. Which is so. what counselors do. Right. <laughs> he's There's teaching and showing about himself versus someone else teaching and showing us about him but, in, okay. in some ways. You see Jesus reprimanding the Pharisees, right? right? Well, there, were there issues with the Pharisees' childhood that were causing them to want to prove themselves by praying loudly in the square and, and doing you know being so self-righteous and so law-oriented? Like what, what was going on? We don't see Jesus addressing that. Right. And so that's why I kind of struggle with it. Cause there's, there's I, almost the sense that yeah. we, we put a lot more emphasis today on mental health, on the aspects of like family of hi- origin and personal history. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think some of that's good. I'm not saying that all that should be thrown out, but that's why I struggle with this. Yeah. Okay. So five gonna, minutes in, we've talked. Well, we're, we're this is a hard topic. I'm trying friends. to address the elephant I think we in, need the, to be, in the Christian room. Yes, and we, and we will talk about it. Yeah, because yeah, we the temptation is so. My dad struggles with anxiety a lot, a lot. I remember as a kid, we would go. Uh, as a kid, we would. 
I forget. We so my parents have this place out on the coast. Um, they bought it a long time ago, and I remember going there and spending the weekend there. And then we drive home, two hours home, and I'm in the back of the car, and my dad's like, "I think I left the stove on." <laughs> And I'm and I'm standing there and I'm, and I automatically because I, this was a theme in my childhood. I thought, oh no, we're gonna have to go back. We're two hours away. It's ten o'clock at night, and I remember thinking, <laughs> and I remember thinking, Dad, no, you did not. I know you didn't. I saw you turn up, and he's like, well, I think I did. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's kind of this generalized anxiety, and that's the theme in my dad's life. And he would tell you about he's walked through that. He's to do do a lot. So I've always struggled to understand him and be like, just stop worrying about it. Just. And isn't that, Don't worry. That's like the the epitome response of two sides of this, <laughs> yes. right? Like there's the one that's like, nope, you you don't understand. I can't not worry about this. Like I will. And I just want. I be can't like, be in this alone. And you're like, it's fine. The Bible says, cast your cares on the Lord. Like cast it on the Lord. What else is there to do? And he's well, like, well, I just. Yeah. I guess I would have to say counseling would probably help us understand that process of casting, right? And sure. help us okay. to walk in that. So. Well, we've already jumped in, so are we going to just skip some of the upfront stuff here? Yeah, well, I do want to do justice to this series. So this is number two in a four-part series specifically on counseling. We mm-hmm. had actually seen this desire um, to hit, to go to counseling in our own marriage. Uh, and that's Not with, for any uh, major reason. Yeah, that's without having just, some sort of cataclysmic event. Yes. We just, we've realized in, in conversation, getting to know each other, that man, there's probably some... <laughs> 17 years later. <laughs> it's kind, kind of like, yeah, later. kind of getting to know you at this point. <laughs> and we thought, well, maybe this is something that we need help with hmm. to, to walk through issues, maybe in a more circumspect manner. Mm. Um, and so we've wanted to, to do a theme on counseling for a while. Uh, and then we had an excuse to do that. And we're doing something that's very unusual for us for these four episodes. We're actually partnering with uh, a company that we feel like uh, really meets this need. They approached us and I said, ah, probably not. And then they said, for well. For about a year, you said, yeah, for, no, for probably a year. not. Uh, and then they came back and said, and I said, well, if you want to do it, then I'd want it, I'd want it to be a partnership, not just we're reading off a script, but right. instead we're going to partner with you to meet this need. And actually, they're helping to meet the need for us. Right. We're not selling a product here. We are bringing a tool to the table because and actually we started our first uh we started we have we have our first counseling session scheduled yes with people you're gonna hear about this later i'm nervous (laughs) (laughs) so not going there yet but this episode is in partnership with them and actually go to faithfulcounseling.com slash fmp and you can get 10 percent off your first uh month and it's a monthly thing you it's all telehealth so you can do it online telehealth um, that sounds like a new term (laughs) uh it is becoming more uh ubiquitous but you can do it on online uh, through video kind of a zoom type of thing they have a proprietary platform uh they also you can phone call text message i was messaging uh the counselor is, on my behalf yeah, how was, dare you i was breaking all sorts of hipaa laws <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, texting as selena uh, uh, but we'll, we'll share more about that ex- specific experience but i want to put that up front so that you know it's there for yeah. you uh, you can find a link in the show notes as well. So, um, yeah. So, what does what does the Bible say about anxiety and worry? I, <laughs> well, and how do there. we put how do we put everything together? Right? Is because I think we we really is it dichotomize or we we pin some historically psychology and I don't I hate to say religion, but like Christianity, religion's a the good church, word. religion. It needs to be okay, maybe that is, but it needs to be I'm saying yeah. that mental health and psychology and was, you know, kind of put under science and then the Bible and everything was put under religion. And historically, the two have never meshed and they've always been kind of at other ends of the spectrum, but also like battling each other, but also reflecting each other in some weird ways. So I want to I want to push back on that. I'm sorry, because I don't think science and religion um so for no, instance most like of the hospitals all... that we see are founded on by like christian or judeo-christian or even catholic yes, I'm organizations saying, okay I'm saying, so that's healthcare. yes i'm saying mental health has not You're and psychology, health and sorry, psychology. sorry i guess i should say that mental health and psychology has historically been exclusively secular and how it's dealt with maybe that's a more precise okay so the church hasn't christian i could see that yes yeah. christian psychology is newer i would say i mean your dad's been doing it his whole life so you're saying the church is like dwight shouting up to michael on the rooftop <laughs> saying depressed isn't that just a fancy word for being bummed out so no Sadly, i think that that's what happened yes that yeah. is what happened i think for many many years hundreds of years probably in church history so unfortunately fortunately and unfortunately right we're here today 
We are mm -hmm. reading our Bibles. We are learning that in Matthew, it talks about not to worry or be anxious, right? Jesus says, I, I tell you, do not be mm -hmm. anxious about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So we see... Hmm. Don't don't be anxious about tomorrow. And he's saying, "Oh, you have little faith." And I'm like, "Ah, but what if we feel this, God? What what about if we're seeking your kingdom and we're seeking your righteousness and we're still still feeling worrisome? We're still hmm. feeling anxious. Maybe now more than ever, ever. And stepping into motherhood, I think new fears and anxiety definitely it's a, it's a new battle. It's a different kind of battle. Um, hmm. I never would consider would have considered myself an anxious person, and then I had kids, and I was like, "I'm not anxious. I'm not anxious. <laughs> You're anxious," <laughs> and so begins the battle. So I want to sit on Matthew six for a little bit because this you just read it, Matthew six twenty five. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, or what you'll eat, what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and body more than clothing? Uh, look at the birds of the air, and you, I don't want to reread the whole thing, but so. <laughs> Depending how we, depending on how we view this verse, will determine how we use this verse. Does mm. that make sense? And I don't mean nice the use. We're, I don't, we don't use scripture. That's a really bad way to put it. Scripture we, informs our right. very existence. But what I'm saying is that if we view this verse as as a as a aspirin, as a as a medicine to be taken, then we will just go to the cabinet. We'll pull this verse out and say. Oh boy, I'm worried about this uh, this thing I'm doing right now, or this, you know whether it's a, an assignment mm -hmm. at school, or whether it's I don't know why I use that example, or it's something going on in your life. All of the smoke in the air. If we sound a little raspy, people, it's and because we'll we've say, been breathing in smoke for a week. All right, I'm worried. Okay, so I'm going to pull this off the shelf and say, okay, God, Jesus said, don't be anxious about anything. Okay, I'm just going to not be okay, anxious. Okay, I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to will this. Okay, and I think there's some merit to that. Okay, when we find ourselves getting anxious, we can go to God's word, and it's it's Absolutely. a salve. But I don't. Jesus was not just saying uh, when you're getting the grumpies in terms of your own emotions and you can't manage the anxiety part. Just just think of this. I think he was saying, "Are you not of more value than?" That? Basically, he was trying to draw our eyes up. Right. Right. And this is a deep, eternal truth. It's not. Uh, it's not a band aid fix. It is a. Is a. It is a cellular mm. transformation well, he that says happens that in the life too. of a believer. Yes. Verse thirty two. For the Gentiles seek after these things of what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Gentiles were typically referred to basically unbelievers, right? That's yeah, anyone, the reference. That, well, anyone not Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Seek, they seek after these things. Your heavenly father knows that you need them all. I think that's kind of a reference to some common grace, right? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, verse 33, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So we see verse 33 and 34 when you're lift, you're right. It's a call to lift our eyes to seek first God's kingdom, his righteousness, and mm. not allow maybe some of the, I think that's, that's an invitation into peace of God will supply your food. He will supply, he is, he is the ultimate provider. He's the creator, not just provider, but he created all of these things. Mm. And so there is this lifting of our head, right? A gentle lifting of our head saying, look, I will provide these things for you. There's enough for you to worry about and to think about and to like deal with than, than these like just basic provisions on some level. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's a bigger call to living yeah. and, and seeking God's kingdom, not just how, what am I going to eat next? That's just it. What yeah. am I going to, it's again, it's not, it's a cellular as opposed to just, you know, you're bleeding. So put a bandaid on top of this thing that right. you're feeling. It's a cellular transformation that happens when you realize that you are called into a, the kingdom that is otherworldly. That is God's kingdom. It's not mm -hmm. a worldly kingdom. And so your whole, priority matrix is appended right. at this point. Right. And so anyway, how does this actually deal with anxiety? I mean, cause I mean, we should talk into like the difference between anxiety, like feeling anxious and anxiety disorder. Right? Yeah. Those are two right. different There's things. Different thing. Yes. And I feel like maybe this one speaks more to the, the, the former of feelings of anxiety or having like kind of situational anxiety mm -hmm. versus, uh, anxiety disorder, which has uh, actually been proven. I think science is proving this. Science. Just reference <laughs> Just science. science. Science said <laughs> that I think anxiety disorder is actually a genetic thing. Hmm. Or it's shown genetic signals, I should say. Okay. Anyway, so I I don't know. Maybe we maybe we'll talk about that later. I don't, I don't want to jump the gun with yeah. your outline here. Oh, that's all right. 
Um, so talking about worry and anxiety, I think we should also talk about, you know, what scripture says about fear. Cause a lot of our fear, our anxiety and stress can come from fear, uh, not a reverent sense, like fear of the Lord, but in an, aff- in, in afraid sense, just mm-hmm. to be clear. Um, you know, we read verses like first John four eighteen. there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfect, perfected in love. So if I am a, fr- if I have any sort of fear, Am I like mm. imperfect in my love? Well, yes, to some extent, because we're broken sinners, right? But we we don't. Jesus just continues to come and says, "Fear not, fear not, fear not." Angels come to Mary, "Fear not, fear not." So we see fear as a big mm. theme in our humanity and in our minds, in our mental health. Mm. In the Western world, we don't necessarily have to fear physical harm in some ways that perhaps like. In Eastern Europe or in Africa, you know, there is a lot more, I think, fear around bodily and physical harm versus for us, we're dealing with more mental battles, which we also talk about, mm. <laughs> like identifying what those battles, those battles are. So, well, okay. I want to speak to this. So in first John four, you said that there's no fear in love. Yeah. Uh, scripture is a redemptive story okay we have to keep that in mind mm-hmm. and this is partly due because uh, i'm saying this because it's what i'm reading about currently but so this letter is specifically dealing with this doctrine of god is love right so we hear that it's very popular to say oh, god is love and love is everything right. like god you know so anything that i want to do like basically a loving god wouldn't want me to not do that thing right mm, that's yeah. a lie okay right. god is love but love is not god meaning that we we don't submit to whatever we say love is instead we submit to god and he happens to have love kind of wrapped up in his character mm. and so we look to him for that that's the first piece but this this passage specifically is speaking to a soul a soul level of fear i feel like uh and there's probably then there's going to be natural uh bubbling up to the surface but so he's it says beloved let us love one another for love is from god and whoever loves has been born of god and knows god and anyone who does not love does not know god so it's using love as kind of this this plumb line right to compare ourselves to the love of god and then down in verse 13 it's by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of the spirit we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world okay so that's a salvific message right it's saying it's it's revealing salvation mm-hmm. and, and so and then in the end it says but by this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence okay for the day of judgment it's talking about judgment mm. it's talking about fear in the day of judgment mm. okay so when i i guess what i'm asking you is if i'm afraid that uh that we're not going to be able to make ends meet this month mm. is this a good verse for that uh I think Matthew 6 is probably a better verse for that, but this one is, is speaking more to this deep soul-level fear. And, and honestly, it does speak to me worrying about not making ends meet financially because I can, I, can look of, at, yeah. I can look at, oh man, I'm saved by grace in Christ and God who is, is rightfully, I should bear his wrath. He has borne it himself. And so I am now loved and I have no fear and judgment because of Christ. Right. And that can build confidence in us in the, and, right. and trust, I think, in who God is, who, and no matter what we face, right? If we are, if it's a, because of either bad decisions or just an outside, you know, external force that is dealing with us, then, or not dealing with us, that we're facing, right? That right. Um, smoke, COVID, whatever. There's, we can, we can trust and rest that God is still, he is not only our savior, but he is our provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's our it contextualizes peace. Yes. our God and us, and yes. that He is good and we are not. But He has called us good, and it's th- that ultimate truth informs all the little truths. Well, it's interesting right? that you said a soul level peace because when I was reading, doing research last week on the episode before on GotQuestions.com, we were, I was reading just a little bit about um, this again secular psychology versus uh, Christian psychologist or biblical psychology and and. Or a biblical counselor. Sorry, let me take those terms back. So having a biblical counselor versus a secular counselor, biblical counselor will will deal with things at a soul level, is, mm. is their terms that they used, versus secular will kind of help you deal with the externals and some of the feelings and emotions, but it won't actually get to the source because as believers, right, we're made in the image of God. Everything begins and ends with him. So how can we try to 
work on ourselves or allow, you know, engage in that information and counseling that we might be getting if it's not pointing us back to him, pointing us mm. back to his definition of love, it's scripture, the word, really all good. those things. So it's really good. Just to kind of, I want to put a, a little bit of a bow on this. So it's, it's a bit, I want to, it's, it's complex and it's, there's, well, we're not going into, we're trying not to go yeah. into it on insensitive because there's a lot around this and we are, we're just saying that start with, start with the authority and, and who of scripture and who God is and who he says we are start there. Right. And that's the gospel. Right. Uh, and it's, it's a bit like going to a doctor, right? You want to say you broke your leg and you're going to a doctor who doesn't recognize, mm-hmm. uh, the same, who, who basically is using a different textbook, right? He doesn't even think human blood, it works a certain way right, or whatever. Right, right, and what will right. happen is you'll end up inevitably getting a bad solution that would right. otherwise. Right. So I just wanted to say as believers, as a couple, and if you, you see, okay, I, I'm reading Matthew six about anxiety and worry. I'm reading first John about fear. What about what God says about Jesus says about peace, right? 1633, sorry, John, John 16. 1633. I have said these things, uh, to you that you, in you me, in me, you may have peace in the world. You have tribula- tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. John 14, God's Jesus has given us peace. It's otherworldly. Not I give to you, right? Not as the world gives. So if I don't have peace, Galatians five, it's a fruit of the spirit. So if I don't have peace, hmm. am I, you know, the question is, am I, not walking in the spirit, am I not engaging in the peace or receiving the peace that Jesus says mm-hmm. that he's given me? And I, I think this is primarily what this episode hopefully helps to answer, um, to say, you know, questions like, well, am I sinning then? If I, if I'm have, if anxiety and stress are in my marriage and in my life, am I, am I engaging in some sort of sin or am I not believing the Bible enough? Am I not walking in the spirit or believing God or the gospel? And I, I think, uh, Okay. I think that's. I think those are all really good questions to ask. Which is hopefully what we're gonna. But I do want to say that those questions aren't necessarily going to. Um, so I, okay, this is again the elephant in the room. Someone's feeling anxiety, and someone says Jesus gave you peace in first in John fourteen, uh, and Galatians right. says it's the fruit of the spirit. So therefore, you're probably sinning or whatever. Uh, instead of actually saying, dismissive, yeah, they can be very dismissive of it, and that's the elephant in the, in the room. So I think it is health, healthy. To say, okay, am I feeling anxiety because I'm sinning? Okay, hmm. sinning looks like a, like a number of and things. It can cause stress. And I'm not anxiety. saying it's the sole co- source. Right. There is a mental disorder that is honestly it's the result of a deeper sin, and that's the fallenness of humanity. Okay, right. so yes, in a sense, everything that you deal with in terms of anxiety and fear and stress and even depression has to do on some level with sin. Yes. It's brokenness. Okay, yes. but this let's move it up a little bit. Am I actually sinning? Well, that could be possible that you have maybe unreconciled sin and, and you have unconfessed sin or you have something that's eating away at, at you mm-hmm. that is causing anxiety and you have yet to recognize it, confess it, repent of it, reconcile with the person you've sinned against. Mm. Uh, and, and so that, that could be the answer. Um, it's not a bad question to ask. I just don't want to ask it in a, in a dismissive way. Right, right. Uh, the next one is, am I not believing the Bible enough? It, not taking God at his word is the root, is the root cause of all sin. That's, mm-hmm. that's Gen- Genesis 3. That's where the fall, they tried to be God. They called him a liar, uh, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and so am I not believing the Bible enough? I think it's safe to say we're all not believing the Bible enough. The sure. question is that, is it, is it in the, whatever anxiety situation it is, is that an opportunity for for you to be sanctified in that. Right. Am I not living by the spirit? Right. I mean, we could keep going on. Am I not believing or understanding that God, um, God or the gospel enough? Um, I think the answer could be yes, yes, yes. And yes to yes. all these things. Yes. But again, we don't mean to ask them in a very dismissive way, which or is even in just, yeah. Or even just like, this is the exact cause of it. Right. Like we are not right. counselors. And so I think ideally it, if a Christian counselor is pointing us back to Jesus, back to scripture, then they're also loving us, right? As someone in the body of Christ, they're using their gifts Mm. to love and edify the body of Christ. And so I think understanding counseling and the position that it can be given, um, is awesome, but counseling doesn't replace, I think it's in, it doesn't replace like the church and the body of Christ and community. It is a part of that. And some, you know, sometimes I think we can, either under, underestimate it or overestimate it. And so again, identifying saying, okay, this is the purpose huh. of counseling. This is 
how we valuing it. We talked about that in the last episode, valuing it, but we got a lot yeah. still to cover. So I want to keep moving forward here. Um, let's define anxiety and stress real quick. <laughs> Our little definition of it, which is it's often caused by an external source. And wait, 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 what is stress? Sorry, okay. stress. What we talked about was it often it's often caused by an external source and typically out of our control. Um, you have probably if you've watched the news, you see there's a lot of fires in Pacific Northwest. We so are long. Still- sorry, pause because you I, I want to do this real quick. You're you're contrasting stress and anxiety. Stress we would say we're not we're not clinicians. I have a clinical definition Str- and an us I know, definition, but I want to finish. You didn't <laughs> you didn't fully articulate. Stress we would say is something imposed on the outside in like smoke. stress stressors and. <laughs> By smoke, we have wildfires that's flooding what I was our area. To, say. to contrast that immediately, anxiety is something that's more inside us, right? So stress is on the outside, that's anxiety what... is coming from within. But you didn't get. I wanted to say that okay. first before we talk about okay. smoke and all that kind of stuff. Okay, we're not hitting. We're not seeing eye to eye on this. I don't feel like. <laughs> I went through it with you. Stress you were like, in our you were like sounds good. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I want to. So, yeah. No, okay. that's good. I think that's good to say that anxiety is is external in, and stress is. Internal. A bit more internal. Like, just generally speaking, label that kind of Flip in those. your head. Stress is external. Anxiety is internal. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Stress is external. So, external as in smoke. We have had wildfires everywhere around us. We've been breathing in smoke as little as we can, but it's still a lot for the last week. Um, it's really weird, and we're over it. We're ready to breathe in some clean and air. And how is it stressing us? It's stressing us because we can't go outside. It's literally the AQI, the all air quality index, is like very unhealthy. It's in the two. It's been in like the two hundreds for the two last three hundreds. Yeah, yeah so, the issue is it's creating all kinds of problems with our kiddos because they can't go outside. They can't, and they're they're yes. bouncing off the walls, and I'm losing patience, and <laughs> we're, we're trying just, to get stuff done. And it's just cabin fever, and it's terrible because it's not raining, it's not cold, it's just completely smoky, and so yeah. it's causing a lot of stress that we can't control. So, looking at a clinical definition of stress, I think is kind of important. To you. Duh, because we're not clinicians or anything like that. But stress can be defined as the degree to which you feel overwhelmed or unable to cope as a result of pressures that are unmanageable. Hmm. Uh, another one is it's a, in a medical or biological context, stress is a physical, mental, or emotional factor that causes bodily or mental tension. Hmm. Um, and it can cause stress can cause or influence the course of any medical conditions, including psychological conditions such as depression and anxiety. Hmm. So. Again, interesting. Stress is so it's the degree to which you feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and unable to cope. Right. And so I would actually, based on our other reading, is that stress in this sense is almost like a uh, anxi- situational anxiety. Because I've seen that distinction yeah. between situational anxiety and then anxiety disorder, which right. I think is you have to defend, define next. Right. right. And so our, you know, the clinical definition for ang- anxiety. Uh, from the APA, American Psychological Association, um, they define it as an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. Hmm. Um, and knowing the difference between normal feelings of anxiety and an anxiety disorder require medical attention uh, and can help a person identify and treat it. Um, in the article, they look at different the differences between anxiety and the disorder. Um, there's different types, different, and they each need different types of treatment. Um, And they do say, I want to say these last two things, is while anxiety can cause distress, it's not always a medical condition. Um, When an individual faces potentially harmful or worrying triggers, feelings of anxiety are not only normal but necessary for survival. Interesting. Yes. So, okay, to to speak to that, Mm -hmm. we talked about these questions, right? Am I feeling anxious because I've sinned or because because I'm not walking in step with the spirit? Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting when you read that that uh, APA definition of it, which is an individual faces potentially harmful, worrying, triggers feelings of anxiety are not only normal but necessary for survival. So, could it be hmm. that there's a there's soul survival at stake in some of these right. cases, right? Where uh, there is an unhealthy habit in your life? Okay, again, I'm going to always go back to this example because I feel like it's prevalent. You have a husband who's addicted to pornography. And they are hiding this addiction and they are uh, fueling this addiction secretly uh, at night and hmm. when they're on business trips or however they can on their phone, however, uh, and he is feeling a good level of anxiety. Okay. Hmm. Could it be that there is anxiety and whether he's, uh, whether he realizes it or not, but could it be that that addiction, that ongoing unrepentant sin 
is causing distress in their in their marriage in their family that he's mm. unaware of that's causing kind of this general sense of anxiety yeah could that be yeah I don't know. I can't answer that across the board, but I'm saying that no, yeah. I know that when I'm saying, I... Yeah, I'm saying yes. I'm agreeing with you on those are good questions, not saying yes, this is the answer. <laughs> I know that anytime I've had something that I've... Early in our marriage, that's something that I've hidden from you, mm-hmm. right? We talk a lot about transparency, and this is because man, we've we've been on both sides of that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it wreaks havoc on my heart. Like, I, I just... I feel like I am living a nightmare mm-hmm. when I have to hide something from you. This is why I couldn't imagine... Um, Man, I just pray that God shields us from making <laughs> devastating mistakes because I I don't yeah, I'm just I'm so afraid of having to live in light of that reality. So I think that's a healthy fear, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a healthy amount of anxiety around that even um being kind of I, I don't want to go down that, that rabbit trail, but the point I'm trying to make is that could it be that there's this sense of soul survival or like I am this disagrees with me mm-hmm. on a soul level. Mm-hmm. So it's causing these, uh, these bodily symptoms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question to ask for yeah. sure. Um, huh. So speaking of which, <laughs> so speaking of which going back to marriage and counseling and all of that. So as you mentioned, we do have our first session, uh, scheduled for Monday. It is Thursday and right now we're recording. Um, what are your feelings? And are you? I I wrote my feelings down. You have question marks because I don't know how you feel. I feel nervous. I feel nothing. A little anxious. <laughs> uh, fearful. Just kind of all the things because I mean it's the first counseling session and we we're just gonna see like what they you know it's a kind of a, I don't know I feel like it's like a get to know <laughs> you thing. It out, it's a get to know you thing, but it's also well they're really gonna get to know you right like it's not just like a meet and greet i think i know why you're afraid because you can't predict it because <laughs> you don't know how it's gonna go selena you're a, you 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 I thrive on anticipating because it low AKA, it lowers lowers the blow like it's not as like, aka predicting the future <laughs> what people yeah, are gonna think I'm, say and do i'm not good at dealing with the ambiguity of things sometimes and they ask questions that I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to like survive one day at a time. So generally speaking, I, I don't know what like the themes mm. of my past have been. And this is another, this is a paradigm shifting thing for us because um, we've never done counsel like this with a stranger. It's always been with somebody who knows, knows us and there's context there. <laughs> and so it's helpful to remember, and I'm saying this to you as much as I am saying it to any listener. To yourself, you mean? Nope. I already know it. That's why I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's helpful to remember that the counselor is on your side and they, they want to help. And that's their whole mission is to get you to a place of health and they're there to, to not just, yeah, 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 not yeah, just yeah. rub your face in whatever shame or whatever, like history you, you're sharing, but to get to health on the other side of that. Didn't we write a book on this, like transparency? And like, I don't know. <laughs> it's somewhere toward the back. <laughs> no, I think, you know, again, we're, we're human, right? We're creating God's image. It's not something we can always deal with on our own. There's stuff that we just, we have blind spots. We have probably habits we've fallen into and things that we've dealt with that we just don't know. Speaking of which, you haven't even really asked me how I feel about it. I did. I said, I don't know how you feel. There's question marks on our rundown. <laughs> And then you carried then you carried the conversation forward from there. <laughs> Fine. How are you feeling? You said you, I asked you, and you were like, "I feel I already know." This I was stuff. making I a funny feel, joke. Okay, that's what he does when he <laughs> is probably feeling nervous. I imagine. Ah, uh, actually, I feel nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's like the second time you've said that. Do you want me to ask you, no, or I, you, I, do honestly, you really want an opportunity to answer? I'm, I'm my yes. I I don't really feel anything. I'm curious. I'm not afraid. I'm not excited. I'm. You're all. See, this is our typical. This is like so Ryan and so Selena. I'm nervous. I'm a little bit fearful because it's new. I'm a little anxious because I've never like. <laughs> I feel like I've never tried something, <laughs> been bad at it, and walked away saying like, okay, that whatever. Like I'll try it again and be better. It's always devastating for me. Whereas you like go try something, suck at it, and you're like, that's fine. Excuse like I'm me? gonna. Yeah, I don't. Do I really suck at that many things? No, I'm not. I don't mean that. I just mean you're not afraid to fail, I think, in a lot sure. of things. And you're not afraid to, like, expose yourself in terms of, like, your fears or, like, I'm not good at this and I've know. never tried this. I think it's a coping mechanism, if I'm honest. I think I've had to deal with a lot of stuff that I don't know what to do. And it's 
constant. So just with the so work. So you kind of laugh about it where I'm just, I just clam up and. Well, I just figure there's nothing I can do at this juncture. Uh, like, just I'll have fold to, up into the fetal position. And then you're like, why are you like that? It's like and saying. I can't laugh at that. So. You just, you don't know what's going to come. At, so you can't make that decision or anticipate until it's there. And so I think I'm more, I'm used to making kind of the, I'll say. Um, the last minute decision. The read plays. <laughs> Last like once I see decision. what I'm facing, then I can read it and go the way that but I need I to go. But I can see parts of what it. I'm I'm going to face. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, when that faces me and that comes here, I'm going to try to use this mechanism. <laughs> so I don't know. People listening to this, husband, wife, you might identify with what we've just described. I am I think I'm more comfortable with ambiguity. I'm more of the running back, I would say, and you're more of the coach. Like you want to look at all the, the game footage and anticipate the enemy's moves. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, if there's somebody in front of me, I'll just juke to the left. <laughs> that's all <laughs> yes. I need to know is right now. What yes. do I do right now? Yes. So, so in a lot of ways, yeah. that's how we help each other, I think. And too. it drives each other crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so as, if you're a married couple listening, you're saying, okay, seriously, though, how... How do we hope that counseling would help us? We're on the fence. We do. We have a lot of stress. We're feeling a lot of anxiety. All mm. those things you read about it. Yes, those are us. What should we do? What is our? What should be our hope in all of this? Well, mm. ideally, right? We we'd fix it, or right, or we'd get we get through it, or it'd be all good. We'll we'll learn how to deal with it. Well, first, I think the first step for us was is and is right now is diagnosing, right? Identifying the sources of stress and anxiety, understanding. Understand the battle that might be happening inside of you more clearly. I think there's, a, okay, I'm thinking of there's diagnosing it, calling it by what it is, and then there's getting to the source of the diagnosis, right? And that's what you're getting at. So one of the things that we talked about in diagnosis is there's there's situational anxiety, and that's like, okay, you're feeling the way you're feeling, but then there's a disorder of right, anxiety. Right, and that's where I was thinking you could pull up that little helpful chart that talks about some I don't of have the, it. I thought you were going to put it in the here. daily... I don't know how to you. put charts and things. It's right here. Oops. <laughs> there it is. Oops. <laughs> ah! We can't find it. So there is a chart, and the chart <laughs> says, which is it? How do you identify uh, this this uh, kind of Every everyday day. anxiety versus anxiety disorder? Do you want to read a few of those? Sure. So... Everyday anxiety might look like worry about paying bills or landing a job, a romantic breakup, or other important life events. Um, an anxiety disorder would be constant and unsubstantiated worry that causes significant distress and interferes with daily life. Um, hmm. Everyday anxiety might look like a case of nerves or sweating before a big test, business presentation, stage performance, or other significant event. Anxiety disorder, seemingly out of the blue panic attacks, and the preoccupation with the fear of having another one. Mm. Um, Very real. I mean, yes. Again, having grown up with my my awesome dad, who still deals with anxiety disorder, I would say um, he calls it generalized anxiety. So, in other words, I mentioned the stove example. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if it's not the stove, it's something else, and so he'll find something to fixate on. And, and again, we've talked about this a lot. You've been there for those conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's really hard to know how to, 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 um, to navigate he'll that. Say, I, I have that scripture in my heart. I'm saying that I'm living in that moment, mm -hmm. but still like, these are the things that overtake me. And, and my dad's a psychologist. <laughs> if you didn't know, he's a psychologist. He knows all of this right. in his head. The problem is he still feels something in his heart and he knows God, he knows right. scripture. He says, I know I have deep peace, but I still am obsessing about. Yeah. So how do we, yeah. So I, you know, the hope here. Sorry, I want to read a few more of these. Okay. I feel like they're helpful. Yeah. So uh, everyday anxiety is realistic fear of a dangerous object, place, or situation. Okay, mm -hmm. so you're standing on a bridge. We've, we've crossed bridges recently, and you walk, and it just kind of makes you feel afraid. I watched a video on Instagram the other day where this girl dives into this little rock hole. And I showed you yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I got so... And you even just like were like... Yeah. <laughs> she dives in this rock hole. she just hole. barely fits into this little hole. It's filled with water. Yeah. And she swims through to the other side. Who knows how, like, I just picture myself getting stuck halfway through and drowning <laughs> in a, ugh, I'm sorry. I got anxiety, <laughs> situational anxiety, and I was on the internet. Um, but the the Hello anxiety screens. disorder version of that <laughs> is irrational fear or avoidance of an object, place, or situation that poses little or no threat of danger. Mm. Um, I'll read this last one. Uh, everyday anxiety is uh, sadness or difficulty sleeping um Immediately after a traumatic event, hmm. the anxiety disorder is recurring nightmares, flashbacks, emotional numbing, 
uh, related to a traumatic event that occurred several months or years before. Mm. So understanding, I think, I think counselors are really good at understanding everyday anxiety versus an anxiety disorder, right? That's their job is to help diagnose Mm. accurately what we're dealing with, understanding the battles that we face. Um, and then getting to the, the, a biblical counselor will help you get to the, the, the heart soul root of that. You ha- I love this verse, Ephesians six twelve through 13, for do we not, re- we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Okay. If, if with a mm-hmm. humanistic view, with a materialistic view of, of the universe, it's like you're just, you're just matter. atoms and matter that just happen to be assembled in this place, in this space and time. Matter that don't matter. Oh, baby. Oh, that, <laughs> that's, that's, there it uh, is. So, but Paul writes, <laughs> We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against just matter, right? And, and, and mass, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. These are all very non-scientific things. These are all spiritual things. It's so good. I'm going to stop you right there because I think that Jesus, right? He understands all Christ mm. understands all of the spiritual realm and the earthly realm. He sees he's out. They, God yes. is outside of it. They see it all for what it is. So if God says to do something, we should want to do that more than anything else in our lives. Right? He knows. Yeah. Because he knows That's and we can trust he, that. Again, that is if we do see him as king of kings. And right. Authority. And I'm sorry. And yeah. I don't mean to say that as a dismissive answer of like, if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or stress, like just find peace again this is not the pat answer i think counseling will help us say yes you are dealing with some of these these i hate to say it but powers of the darkness right the present darkness their spiritual forces maybe mm-hmm. at work here i'm not going to get hyper spiritual but there is brokenness and sin and darkness that we are waging war against yeah and a counselor will help us see that and how a counselor will help us wage battle on that yeah, and you said you had a little disclaimer. I don't want to get hyper spiritual, and you do mean that, meaning that we can go too far on either end of the spectrum. We can go too, we can go hyper spiritual, meaning that everything is the devil's fault, and everything bad that I experience is is the devil. <laughs> and we I said can go, it jokingly, but people do attribute, to, give him way okay. too much. Or we can go too credit. far on the other end and say everything is just cause and effect. Like everything that I experience is mm. because somebody did it or I did it to myself, and there's no spiritual forces right. at work. Yeah. And Paul is saying us that no, we don't no. only. Mm. wrestle against flesh and blood uh but against the ruler and all this the spiritual forces of evil and authorities and things which are physical right mm. so the point is is that a counselor will help you see rightly through that lens but right. while also helping peel back the layers and start dealing with maybe whatever that is 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 causing the disorder on a deeper right. uh, even a relational level or in, yeah. somewhere in your past somewhere in your family of origin right personal so history yeah as a married couple understanding right that we're hoping we're going to a counselor hoping that they will help diagnose and help us find those sources of stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and then they'll help us deal with them and i don't mean deal just to have an alliteration there but counselors they give us tools on how to better deal with our stress and anxiety Ideally, right, they're Christian counselors in light of Scripture. So how are we going to wage war? How are we going to wrestle against the flesh and blood? How are we going to receive the peace of Jesus that is otherworldly? I I truly believe that counselors bring tangible tools to the table when it comes to all of this. How much, you know... A good counselor will. Yeah. 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 So so ideally, these these tools will help guide us clarify our walk with god help Mm. us find freedom and breakthrough in christ and dealing with anxiety dealing with stress they're helping us on a journey so we can have Mm -hmm. we can be better about taking our thoughts captives right in second corinthians 10 we can find peace that is not circumstantial but is in christ and we can have we can put on the full armor of god which Mm. is again in in second corinthians um i think as a couple we can help each other in our respective journeys. How can we, like, if we're both on this journey, we're discovering, you know, different sources of stress, maybe things from our past or things that we're currently dealing with. Um, we are now faced with one of the biggest opportunities as a spouse to love one another. Mm. And First Corinthians thirteen four, we reference it, I feel like, almost every podcast episode, but it's worth reading here and now. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. 
Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes Mm. all things, endures all things. So what better time can we exemplify love to our spouse Mm. as to when maybe they are going, we or they, like as a couple or individually, are going through some of the hard you know, yucky parts of the li- their life that they have, they are facing hmm. that this is the one, this is one great time that your spouse gets to step into that role and say, I am here to support you. I am your biggest fan. I'm going hmm. to encourage you. I'm sticking with you. We're going to get through this and can help maybe gently lift your chin a little bit. Right. When hmm. the things feel really hard to deal with, really hard to say, really hard to talk about, yeah. know that you're building unity within your marriage. You're journaling and battling together. So again, encourage one another in this journey. Mm. Pray and read scripture together through it all. But just know that you have you that that line. We always talk about that how a spouse has a a, a line to your, your heart, line, a yeah. direct line to your other your spouse's heart. Then this is the time to start engaging that. Yeah, I love that you said that. Um, you're, you're basically playing. You're you're bringing in the definition of marriage that we see in Genesis two. Uh, you are your your spouse's helpmate, a helper fit for him. So mm-hmm. Eve was, mm-hmm. and you are one flesh. And so, knowing that you're one flesh, knowing that you're the the, the, the helper fit for your spouse, mm. you can come along them. You also know, and we talked about this the whole episode, is that we have the Holy Spirit as our helper. He's our counselor, and and we have that. But beyond those two, not that we ever really move beyond those two things, especially the Holy Spirit. He is always working, sanctifying us. Uh, Christ is also graciously grafted us into the body that is his church mm-hmm. right as brothers and sisters in christ so we have other people and that's why we're talking about biblical counselors not just psychologists not just secular counselors but biblical counselors uh who will walk you through this and shepherd you through this and be your helper mm. through this just like you have a helpmate in your spouse just like you have a helper in the in the holy spirit um and so actually that's one of the things we did the first thing we did when we got on faithfulcounseling.com. I should say you got on there and created an account. And then I was messaging <laughs> our <laughs> counselor and she seems Good. she has all the credentials, right? And we filled out the forms and said, we want somebody who's going to give us biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm here to help you get healing and, and so on and so forth. And she said, do you have any questions? And I got on there because your computer oh, was in the office. Oh, did you ask the questions you know I want to ask? Yeah. And I just said, yeah, I just have one question. What is your view of scripture and how will scripture uh, aid in helping us? Mm. Go you. Honestly, that's the one. And I said, that's all I really want to know. And she wrote back within minutes. And this is why it's a great platform. I'm not trying to be just, I was really impressed, genuinely impressed. It takes a lot, people. <laughs> within the minutes. I was Ryan expecting like, like a two hour turnaround or a, even a day turnaround. Yeah. But within minutes, she said, I believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God. Oh. And I believe that it is helpful and it's instructional for us in every aspect of our lives type of thing. And she goes, do you have any other questions? And I said, nope, that's all I care about. <laughs> now we can talk. Okay. Now we can talk. So that's, that's great. I guess that's the theme. Uh, that's why we wanted to partner with Faithful Counseling. And now you do have to do the work to make sure that the counselor you're, because somebody can check the Christian box. Right. They can check the Bible box without actually ascribing authority to scripture, without actually walking the way of Christ mm-hmm. as a Christian a disciple themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you have to go about doing the work. But the thing about faithfulcounseling.com, and here's here's the, I guess, the pitch, right? Like <laughs> I said, we are partnering with them and we've, they've given us a, a link for you to get 10% off your first month. You go to faithfulcounseling.com slash FMP and you will get Fierce 10% off. podcast. Thank you. And you'll get 10% off immediately applied for your first month. And here's how it works. Basically, you fill out this whole form. I love... I, I don't love filling out forms, but this is actually pretty easy because <laughs> I, I did it once and then never actually submitted. <laughs> That's why I don't have a counselor. But I, so it's a really easy thing to fill out. You tell them what you, what you're dealing with, who you're comfortable meeting with, a man, a woman. Uh, if you're a guy, right, I highly yeah. recommend having a guy counselor, so on and so forth. And same for ladies. And then, uh, and they, they spend, I don't know, a day or two. And then they'll pair you with who they think will be a good counselor for you. And then you can ask some questions, get acquainted with them. You and can either say yes, or you can say, I want a different person. You can even have a counseling session, I think, with them. Mm-hmm. They they were checking in with me afterwards. Faithful counseling like, so we wanted to make sure that everything's good, that you mm. guys are, it's going to work out, you think. Yeah. And so they'll check in with you quickly. Um, it's very responsive. Mm. And I think that it's... You can switch counselors, I think, in the middle of it. Yeah, anytime. No actually, problem. our friends that we mentioned in last week's episode, they did that. Mm-hmm. And they found a counselor that actually speaks, it kind of works better with their personalities and, and 
uh, ascribes to a deeper authority in scripture. Mm. So all I have to say is the help is there, you guys. COVID yeah. is weird. This, these times are weird. We're more isolated than ever. Yeah. It's hard to connect with people in your community or in your church. Uh, I think one solution for this body of Christ counseling one another could be faithfulcounseling.com. Um, so yeah, anyway, they can help you with all kinds of things. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, um, trauma, family mm. conflicts, couples counseling, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think you could probably get help with sex issues, um, obviously sexual addiction, but also if we're having a hard time with our intimate life. So anyway, that's the pitch. Faithfulcounseling.com slash FMP for 10% off. Anyway, you guys appreciate you uh, sitting through this. I'm excited to go into counseling. So on Monday, did we have you our tell, first did you episode. Did you say... My husband's going to be joining me because <laughs> I, I do fear that we are, she's expecting just me. So I yeah. guess I should know. Well, we have time her. between now and then to say that. And she know. may say, See, uh, this is my fear. My fears are showing right now. My <laughs> well, anticipation you can, of, you can assuage those fears by just sending a message. Anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> so next week we'll be talking about that, that experience. Um, and just kind of some of the stuff that we unearth in our own lives. If you have something that you want us to talk about, this actually topic was the most asked for topic. We, if you go to fiercemarriage.com slash counseling, you can fill out a little form there that asks that lets you say what you want to hear about in terms of therapy, counseling, psychology. Um, this was the top one. So go there and fill it out. Fiercemarriage.com slash counseling. And we will, that will inform along with our own experience, our next episode. Mm. All right. All right. All right. Well, I hope this episode was helpful. Let me pray us out. And then we're going to get some lunch because I'm famished. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I thank you for um, I thank you for the common grace that you've given us in being able to think and think introspectively, but also to ask each other hard questions and to uh, read your word and let it bear weight on our hearts, our deep, deep hearts. Lord I, I, and Holy Spirit, I pray that you would inform those conversations that we have with each other. Um, and with those who would counsel us and with uh, us as as we counsel others. So, Father, I just pray for the husband who's struggling right now, the wife who's struggling right now, who kind of, they might feel like they are up against a wall, like they've lost hope, mm. like their marriage is doomed, like their life is going to be ruined. I pray that you would give them hope in mm. you, that you would give them peace in this storm. And then, Lord, I pray that you would set their foot on firm ground. You'd help them take uh, steps toward reconciliation, whatever issue they're facing in their marriage. And I pray that they would feel encouraged and they would be bold and brave in facing whatever challenge uh, stands before them. We God, they're not bold and brave because of themselves, but they're bold and brave because, Jesus, you have conquered death and you have conquered sin and you have promised to walk beside us and to lead us. Mm. So we follow your lead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode is... In the can. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us on the Fierce Marriage Podcast. And we will see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.